The national champion is clad in and big orange. Alabama does it. National championship number 18. 13 in all. Absolute perfection. It's the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. A visit with Drake Holly and friends talking about the magical world of sports in Middle Tennessee. Good afternoon, Middle Tennessee, and welcome into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake in the studio with Coach Mike. We certainly appreciate you tuning in this afternoon. It is Thursday, November 9th. Uh, Turkey Day is right around the corner. Getting close. And we have uh, we've been monitoring the sports situation here in South Central Middle Tennessee all fall, and we will continue to do so. As, uh, Coach, we've got some programming uh, news uh, that we need to pass on to our listeners. And uh, tomorrow night, being that Columbia Academy Bulldogs are the only te- local team <laughs> left in the uh, in the football high, playoffs. In the football playoffs, we are going to have a special um, presentation or carrying broadcasting of the Columbia Academy Bulldogs as they host uh, Jackson Christian Eagles. Of, the Eagles, the Jackson Christian Eagles, out of uh, Jackson, Tennessee. So uh, that game will air at 7 o'clock. I'm not sure if we'll be pre-gaming that. They'll probably all. come on about 10 minutes before okay. the kickoff. Okay, so um, right here on 101.7 yes, FM, um, the channel you're listening to. And um, Clayton that, Harris and Taft Ayers, if I understand okay. right, will be doing the broadcast. Clayton, the Claw, Harris, and Taft Ayers will be carrying that broadcast tomorrow night at 7. So tune in if you can't make it down to CA's campus to watch it in person. You can listen to the game right here on 101.7 FM WKOM right here on West 7th Street in Columbia, Tennessee. So uh, other high school news. Congrats. Con, uh, congratulations to Miss Savaya Morgan and her family um, as she has officially signed a letter of intent with the University of Tennessee Lady Vols softball team. Yeah, we had uh, they, she had her official signing, I, I believe it was last night, and our own Barry Duke went down to to see that and to talk with her a little bit. So we have a report from him. Okay, well, run it. Let's 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 hear it. Hey, this is Barry Duke with WKRM, WKOM Radio, Front Porch Radio Network Sports. And joining me now is the lady of the hour, Sabaya Morgan. And congratulations, Sabaya, on signing with the University of Tennessee to play softball for the Lady Vols. Thank you so much. I know this is a very exciting night. A lot of people showed up and uh, coming out to uh, see the signing, and it's a very exciting night for you and your family. What are your feelings right now? I'm very excited, and I feel accomplished. 
And it's a big start because uh, what made you choose the Lady Balls? I know you were uh, courted by several schools, but what made the Lady Balls number one for you? The coaching staff, for one, is very amazing, and it's closer to home for me, honestly. It's only three and a half hours away, and when I talked to the girls and stuff, it just felt like home when I went there. And I know you're excited. You got all your family, your friends out, your grandfather, your father, your mother, your little sisters, and everybody came out tonight to see this big celebration for you. So I know that made you very happy, and uh, you got a bright future ahead of you. Yes, thank you. And, of course, uh, you got basketball season coming up also, so you're excited about that too, huh? Yes. And being a senior, uh, I know you've seen, you know, starting as a freshman in, in basketball and softball, and, and this is your uh, crowning year, your senior year, so I know that makes you very excited. Yes, it does. So uh, what position are you expected to play at the University of Tennessee? Outfield, any position out there. Okay, any position. And I know... Uh, Saw you play softball this year, got a lot of speed. What is your biggest attribute other than speed for softball? I know you got a big uh, batting average. My ability to track balls on defense is amazing. I'm able to just, as soon as it comes off the bat, I can just tell where it's going. And I know you're excited about your future, and you got a big future ahead of you with the University of Tennessee, and I uh, want to wish you luck. Is there anything else you want to say before we go? No, thank you. Go Vols. Thank you. This is Barry Duke, WKRM, WKOM, Front Porch Radio Sports saying later well there you have it and i and I've, i just want to say there's nothing more exciting for uh local people in the community to have one of their own from their local high school being that savaya played softball uh played softball yeah. and basketball at and Colum- still has another year with Columbia right, Central at so. Columbia Central High and is and is signed uh, a scholarship with the Lady Vols uh, to play softball and we are uh, we just couldn't couldn't be more excited and happier for her and her family and what an opportunity uh, for Savaya to uh, just blossom into whatever she wants to be. Yeah, yeah, it's great. You know, now she, you know, they when they asked her, she was kind of modest about her, you know, what her, what her attributes were, and she said something about tracking the balls, which she does a really good job of. The other thing that she brings to the table is she is fast. She is quick as a hiccup, as they say around yeah. here. When she gets on base, uh, she'll be at the next base within one or two pitches. Uh, a lot of times, she'll she'll get a walk because they're very very careful. They pitch around her because she can hit the ball pretty well. Okay. Uh, and then she gets to first base, and within two pitches, she's at third base. <laughs> I mean, she's there. She, well, she's quick. So. Congratulations to Savaya. And um, if I get any chances to do any comment, color commentary for uh, Columbia Central High basketball this year, I'll be looking forward yeah. to she, she's calling the Lady Lions. And, and she'll be out there performing as she did for the past few years. And, um, and we just couldn't be happier for her. So good luck. In the future. Now, um, another person that has a bright future, and we hope he has a bright future, is Will Levis's this week coach, Mike Vrabel, uh, named Will Levis as the starting quarterback, full-time starting quarterback moving forward uh, for the rest of the season. And that's straight out of Coach Mike Vrabel's Mouth, mouth as he announced that on a uh, at a news conference on Tuesday, and he said, "Quote: This is Vrabel. <clears throat> going forward, Will Le- Will is going to be our quarterback. We're going to go with Will. We think that's the best opportunity for our football team right now, 
and see where he's and and see where he's at. Um, Lev has started the past two games for the Titans. Why? While Ryan Tannehill recovered from a high ankle sprain, uh, he suffered against Baltimore in Week Six. Uh, the Titans went one and one in those games. Uh, Tennessee scored 28 points in Levis's debut, which was the most points the Titans had scored since the final game of the 2021 season. So, in 2022, the Titans never scored above 28 points. 17 games did not score more than four touchdowns and four extra points. In any of those games, Levis became the third quarterback in the NFL history to have four touchdown passes in his first start, joining Fran Tarkenton and Marcus Mariota, who played, who was playing for the Titans in 2015 when he did that. Levis has completed 60% of his passes, throwing for 500 yards, four touchdowns, one interceptions in it, one interception. Excuse me. In his two starts, and that interception was more of a desperation pass at the right at the end of the game, where he was trying to you know he knew he had to force the play. So you've and, got and stuff, so. you know you've got Ryan Tannehill who listen and, and let's just kind of back up here for a second. Week six, high ankle sprain. Now it's week eleven or whatever it is, right? So you know Tannehill's probably healed up probably feels pretty good but from what i could gather in the reports that he is right on the edge of being fully ready in fact if he, if there was a situation where he was needed he could he could go ahead and perform but he's not quite you know where he wants to be i really uh i'm i am kind of surprised that Vrabel went ahead and announced uh the the changeover at quarterback before uh, in a sense, Tannehill gets completely healed up. Um, I, I, I just, I just typically see right. Vrabel giving himself wiggle room uh, and, and still be, you know. I think Excuse it's me. probably uh, a good move. I, I, I feel like it's a good move in that they they use the balance of this season for Levis to kind of work through that rookie okay. year ups and downs, you know, have really good success in times and have some really, you know, got to learn some things. Man, you know. The, and, you know, every rookie has to hey, go through it. The situation and, that, the, that the offensive line is in yeah. right now, Tannehill, Tannehill might, might, not not mind, a, might not mind sitting <laughs> on the sidelines. Well, I mean, here's you know, the other I, thing is that, I, that Tannehill, get, Tannehill gets a chance now for two things. Number one, to get completely healed and to be ready to put himself on the market next year. You know, at, at the end of the season, because his his uh, his contract runs out. Secondly, if Levis bottoms out here in this, you know, the rest of this year, he gets the chance to come back in and be the savior again. No, well, so he, it, it's going to kind of work out for him either way, whether it's whether he's as a Titan or not. I think this is going to work out for for Tannehill, and and in listening to the. The news conferences and stuff like that. I, I will say he handled it uh, very professionally. He handled it very well. You, you could tell in his voice. And, and to tell you the truth, if I was his if I was his coach, I would be disappointed if he didn't. His, the tone of his voice was, "I'm disappointed." Any different? Any different. I mean, right. Yeah, I'm disappointed. I wanted to be the starter, but this is their decision, and I'm gonna, you know, well, head coach, and, and I'm gonna do the best I can to make this thing work, and. and uh, 
he handled it he very, took the very well. Road. And, and you know, quite yeah. frankly, you know, he's he's a he's he's a team guy. He always okay. has been. Uh, I thought that one of the the funny, not the funny stories, but one of the interesting stories is well, Levis during their practice right after the first practice right after Levis was named, uh, they were going through their uh, warm up routines, and Levis was kind of doing what he normally does is he he kind of deferred a little bit to uh, Tannehill, and Tannehill kind of walked over and said, "Hey." You're it's your man. show. You're Go the, for it. You're the man. You're now. the nice. man now. Go. That's you know, and, and it was kind of like it was kind of a neat thing. I, it, it's kind of like he he recognized it. He passed the torch on to him and said, you know, take take this and run with it. Well, and, uh, Coach Frable informed the Titans of the quarterback change uh, in a team meeting on Tuesday morning, and Titans linebacker Aziz Alshair. Uh, was quoted as saying, "It's not an easy thing to deal with at all." And he's, no, he's talking about he's talking about as the teammates change quarterbacks and and a friend of yours and a leader of the team like Tannehill was or is. I mean, let's not speak in past tense. He's not gone. He's still on the team. He's still part of the team. But he was kind of he was kind of the man. He was leading your offense, and they and 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 players younger and older look to Tannehill to lead them, and win yeah. games for them. Now he has been moved kind of um, He's back. back. He's a backup now. He's a and backup and second string, and Levis has been moved. And, and it's, Al Shair said there's nothing personal within the locker room. I don't expect Ryan to act any different. I don't expect Will to act any different. He said in the in, end of the day – we're just going to stick together and try to win football games. Yeah. Tannehill is 35 years old. He'll be a free agent after this season. Uh, he had been the Titan starter since 2019 when he replaced Marcus Mariota. Um, the Titans went 7-3 and three, made a run to the AFC Championship game. After turning to Tannehill in 2019, Vrabel is hoping that a similar spark will happen with Will Levis moving forward. Um, and Vrabel said, you know, he's just looking for something. Um, I, I think there's clearly something there, Vrabel said. We want to be able to continue to work with him, talking about Levis, and and progress and develop and win, and that's how you get better as a team. And you only get better by going out there and playing, especially at the quarterback position. Yeah, I've, I've been involved in a similar change, both as a coach and as a player. My my sophomore year, uh, I was asked to uh, – not asked to. I came in and replaced a uh, senior, a popular senior at quarterback. He had had a, a rough start in five games, it did, you know, a lot of turnovers and stuff. And so finally the coach decided, you know, to make a change. And yes, it is awkward. Uh, it is an awkward situation because, you know, this this guy had been the the leader for so long, and, and here now I was stepping into his shoes. I was stepping into his role, and expected to take the team. And and um, it, it's tough I've, as well, a coach. It's tough. You know, when you finally have to tell a player, I, you don't have any more chances. You know, well the Titans <laughs> the Titans play this Sunday at noon. At Tampa Bay, um, and Tampa Bay's favored by a point, according to Las Vegas. Um, and then 
the following Sunday, they're at Jacksonville, which will be a tough game. Uh, then they get Carolina at home. They get Indianapolis at home, travel to Miami. December 17th, they get to play Houston at home. Seattle follows that on Christmas Eve. So, I mean, those, there's some tough teams in there, tough games in there, but it's not, you know, for, for a, a rookie starting quarterback in the NFL, starting rookie quarterback in the NFL, should I say, you know, it's not a it's it's not a, a daunting. Yeah, it's not an overwhelming schedule. I mean, it, it could be much worse. And the majority of his games are going to be at home. So, so that's 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 going to be a plus. Uh, you know, he gets to kind of grow up in his on his own field for a little bit. Yeah, but there'll be enough there'll be enough opportunities away. And again, uh, this next week will be down in Tampa. So, uh, I think it's 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 the best of a tough situation. Uh, I think it's been handled very carefully and very well by all parties involved. Uh, and honestly, I, I, it's, it's time. Um, you know, you know, it's, hey, it's Levis, Levis was brought in to, 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 to shake, shake things up a little bit and he's going to Tannehill came in. He had his time with us. He did very, very well for us. Uh, probably the second best Con- quarterback in the history of the of the Titan era as I contract seen. contract is up uh, it's yeah. time, it's time to move and, on and, and if he can he can he can like you say get healthy uh and and be ready to go this next fall with somebody or next year with somebody and he'll be a he huge can, asset for somebody coming in sign, you know. because let me tell you what you know people they're they're only they're really and let's be t- totally honest they're only 32 grown men on this earth that can do what a starting quarterback in the NFL and to, to do it successfully can do, and that is be a starting quarterback <laughs> in the NFL. There's only 32 of them because there's only yeah. 32 NFL teams, and it is hard. And I might- it is hard. That is a hard, difficult job to do, and it takes a, a multitude of uh, – different talents in order to do it successfully. I would only say I would expand that by about five or 10 more people because the, the back there's several backups now that are starting quality quarterbacks. It just at the time they're the backup, you know, Tannehill is going to be one of those. Sure. You know, he he is a starting quality quarterback. You put him in the right situation, you put him in the right system and he's going to flourish again. And look, and, and I know there are he'll plenty. Be, of, he'll be a he'll be a competitor. He's and, still a good competitor. And coach, there are plenty of Titan fans that just love Ryan Tannehill. But let me tell you, folks, I promise you, Ryan's going to be just fine. Yeah, he's, he'll be all right. He, he's a team player. You watch him. He'll be on the sidelines with the cap and the headset on, helping out Will Levis as much as possible. Unlike yeah. AR fifteen, who had a did whatever he did to his shoulder, sat over there on the bench on his phone during the whole game yeah. for the Indianapolis Colts. So there's your difference. Okay, this is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake for Coach Mike. We're both in the studio this afternoon. You guys hang tight. Get your pen and paper out. We're going to get the Magic 8 ball out and some picks for this weekend. This is Coach Traders Dog from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. 
Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They're timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. 
Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. And welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake. And I'm in the studio with Coach Mike that's running the board, so our volume is correct and everything we're getting everything put out onto the airwaves that we should because I have no idea what to do with any of that. So um, and there's some people who claim I don't know much about it. <laughs> so what would happen today if the college football playoffs were to start tomorrow with their twelve team Format with the twelve team format with the twelve team format, not the four team, which is what we're going to have this year. Mm-hmm. But starting, I believe, next year, right? It will be um, a twelve. Well, this would be the year. This would be the year to debut it, wouldn't it? Twelve team <laughs> format. So, so your first your first round buys, okay? According to the twelve team format, and stay, stay with me. So, and because I might. Now, is that the top four? I might trip. That's, that's the top four, four in the country, which is Ohio State, the Big Ten champion, Georgia, the SEC champion, Florida State is the ACC champion as of right now. Okay? That's, yeah, that's assuming Washington it was finished be, today. Washington yeah. would be the Pac-12 champion. Now, in the new format, the top four seeds – will be reserved for the four highest-ranked conference champions. Okay, the first four seeds will be reserved for the top highest-ranked conference champions. Um, now, uh, now, obviously, you know, we I can't get into next year because next year Washington will yeah. not be the Pac-12 The Pac-12 will, n- will not be part of that. That's <laughs> right. Now, the number five through 12 seeds – would be Michigan at number five, Oregon at number six. Those both of those are at larges. Texas, the Big Twelve champions at seven. Alabama at large at eight. Ole Miss at large at nine. Then Penn State at large. Louisville at large. Tulane comes in at number twelve as the AAC champion. Wow. Okay. So, and my question is this: Looking at that, so what would happen is. Think about this. The top four get a bye. So you've got the eight teams mm-hmm. below the top four to fill out the 12 that will play a first-round game against each other. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, um, and were that to happen, the first round would look like this. Number 11, Louisville, at number six, Oregon. Number 12, Tulane, at number five, Michigan. Number nine, Ole Miss, against number eight, Alabama. And number 10, Penn State, is at number 7, Texas. And so, you know, 
that's kind of how this thing would shake out and how it's possibly going to shake out for next year. Obviously, all those teams will not be uh, in in that position, but this is just giving you an idea of how it would happen. Now, um, in the semifinals, uh, the Orange Bowl would be involved in the semifinals and the Cotton Bowl would be involved in the semifinals this year. Um, and that would be on like Jan- two nights, like January right here. It says Thursday, January 9th, which is a week after uh, a little over a week after New Year's Day. And then January 10th, the next night would be the Cotton Bowl. And then those would give you your two finalists, right? Your semifinal games. And then the national championship would be on January 20th, which is on a Monday following those Thursday, Friday night semifinals. And then you'd have the whole weekend a week from that following Monday, if that makes sense. Um, Which, you know, sounds sounds pretty good. Now, my question is this, and and, and then I'll let you get to, but the question is this. Can Tulane play with Georgia, Florida State, Ohio State, or Washington? I, mean, I wouldn't I mean, think so I right mean, off, my, my, but then a lot of people that's had that question about TCU, too. too but, uh, I know. think 12 is too many. Well, I, I, just no, think, I, just I, I think what happens is now all of a sudden, you know, the, of course, the debate, well, just like it did with basketball, you know, it used to be the, 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 the debate was who was 33rd. 32nd and 33rd, who was the last team in. Then it shifted when they added teams who's now the 64th team. Now it's the who's the 69th team. You know, that debate comes yeah. in. It's it's going to go. And, you know, this year the debate who's fourth and who's fifth. Well, it's too late now. Yeah. They've already decided on 12. Yeah. So they're not – it's not like but the, the, it's not like they're going to go back yeah. down to eight. No, the big argument's going to be, you know, who's, who's that number 12? You know, who's, who's that last team that gets in? And you're right, at, at, at the current rankings. Now, here's the deal. There's still what three games to play, at least if not four, and you have some teams that would be right. You know who's right below Tulane in those circumstances. I know Tennessee's close. <clears throat> Tennessee's close within there. I don't know how close, but um, they're within what four or five spots. Well, they're really coming. Tennessee right now would come in probably might be next in line at number thirteen, 13 or 14. fourteen. Yeah, see, so, I, I see Tulane. Uh, being you know, what the what the twelve team does is allow that dark horse to play. Well, which it, is what it probably gives somebody. The, the it probably gives somebody like like James Madison University, yeah. who's nine and zero. Yeah. Um, uh, and I've got so I've got I've got another team or two in here that's nine and zero. But, uh, but see, Liberty the, Liberty's nine and zero. They're of course they're at number yeah. twenty five, and they are Liberty. Uh, but like James Madison sits at twenty one, and they're nine and zero now. Uh, rank wise, yes, Tennessee sits at thirteen. Uh, they play number fourteen Missouri this weekend. So there's things that obviously would shake out. Yeah. Uh, this year and and move teams around. But we're just talking about in a scenario, hypothetical, if the 12th college team uh, were set today. I would like to look at that again when the season concludes. Okay. When the, when the, fi- when, when, when the final four, you know, when the final four is actually picked officially yeah. at what time, you know, Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I could see that. that then, then see where everything shakes out because now, remember, you still have Ohio State, Michigan to play each other. 
Sure. You still got uh, Penn State. You know, Michigan's got to play. You know, uh, Michigan's got to play. What is Ohio State? Yeah. Oh no, excuse me. Penn State still got to play Michigan, Michigan this, and, this weekend, and, yeah. and, and then and, you've got Washington to go through their gauntlet. Still, uh, Tennessee's got a Tennessee's got a big challenge this weekend. You know, with Missouri. You know, and, and so there's there's going to be a lot of games to kind of shift that around. Um, but I think that's one of the things that okay. makes the basketball tournament such an interesting, you know, the final, you know, the, the sure. March Madness is that you got those dark horse teams that come in at 32nd or 16th seed or 15th seed that knock off that two seed. And, yeah. you know, that, that creates the excitement and stuff like that. Yeah. Typically, your top four to six seeds yeah, college, are the ones that make it football, through. College football tends to be a lot of haves and have nots, yes. in my opinion. I, and, I, I think and this the opens nights, the door, though. The have for, nots, uh, which are the ones with the much lower recruiting yeah. classes and, 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 and lower budgets. Athletic budgets, football budgets, are the teams that tend to struggle against the upper tier teams. But so, you now have the opportunity with the twelve team bracket for the David and Goliath story the opportunity. that everybody loves. You also have everybody the, loves to have there. You, you also know. have the opportunity of of, of getting a, a good team hurt playing a lower lower team seed, getting yeah. a knee blown out. Having then then what happens to your matchup between Ohio State and. Alabama, if uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. gets his knee blown out the week before playing Tulane, that's a risk every game, every player it. takes. I, and so and you, you can't, you can't, I, you, you can't set your brackets based on fear of injury. Okay, I, uh, I, I understand that. You know, so. that's that. You can't, you just can't do that. Uh, you know, he could, he could blow the knee out walking across the street. There you go. So, so. the wildest story in college football in recent memory has to be this cheating scandal deal with Michigan and involving <laughs> you got and, me riled up last week about big, this and the Big 10 <laughs> 3 weeks ago Michigan was coming off a 52 to 7 win over Indiana and the biggest story out of Ann Arbor at that time was JJ McCarthy's surging Heisman surging in the Heisman mm-hmm. polls and then this happens so stay with me as I give you a daily breakdown October 19th uh, the story breaks that NCAA is investigating Michigan for allegedly violating rules that prohibit teams from scouting in-person future opponents. Jim Harbaugh denies having any knowledge of a sign-stealing scheme. Now, how many First of you all, mistake. How many of you all believe that? First I, mistake. The next day, October 20th, the next day, Michigan suspends recruiting analyst Connor Stallions with pay after he's designated as a person of interest by the NCAA investigators. On October 23rd, three days later, ESPN reports that Connor Stallions, just released from Michigan with pay, purchased tickets to more than 30 games at 12 different Big Ten schools over the past three years. 30 games over Big Ten rival schools against versus Michigan, not Michigan games, over the past three football seasons. October 24th, Stallions also purchased tickets to games involving Michigan's potential college football playoff opponents. People like Tennessee. Or how about, how about opponents like Tennessee that went to South Carolina 
and they called South Carolina, and they didn't want that. Michigan had to leapfrog Tennessee to get into the so college football South playoff. Carolina to win that they needed game. South Carolina to win. Tennessee goes to South Carolina. If you guys remember last year, a 24-plus point favorite and got demolished, 63-38. to 38. It was almost like somebody knew their signals, Coach. It was almost like somebody read and knew what was coming. Kind of like the cheating Houston Astros. You know what pitch is coming. You know when a fastball is coming. You know when a changeup's coming. You know when a curve's coming. Hell, I could hit a baseball then. And I can't even hit one today. <laughs> now, um, video on October 24th, video emerges of Stallions on the sideline during last year's Ohio State game, appearing to relay the Buckeyes' signs to defensive coordinator Jesse Mintner. Now, on October 26th, TCU knew of Michigan's sign-stealing scheme prior to last year's semifinal matchup in the playoffs. And the dummy and dummy, dummy signals were used to dupe the Wolverines, Michigan Wolverines, into what they, they thought was coming. TSU, TCU won that game 50, 51 to 45 or something like that. And they were eight-point underdogs. Former D- Division Three coach tells ESPN that Stallions paid him a couple of hundred dollars to attend Rutgers and Penn State games and record their sidelines. Halloween, Central Michigan begins investigating photos of a man resembling Stallions on its sidelines for the season opener at Michigan State. Big Ten athletic director encourage Big Ten athletic directors are encouraging Commissioner Tony Petiti to take action against Michigan during a video call on November 2nd. On November 3rd, Michigan fires Stallions. The school state release later today says he resigned his position. <laughs> he was invited to resign. Now, the NCAA reveals its findings to the Big Ten, which do not connect the in-person scouting and recording of opponents' sidelines to head coach Jim Harbaugh. Um, the narrative changed this week with other Big Ten pro- programs implicated in their own sign-stealing schemes. Is this Michigan trying to divert attention, or is it proved that the Wolverines aren't such bad actors after all and other Big Ten schools were doing the exact same thing? I, you know, I mean, uh, why, why is it necessary to go to these is, – is, 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 is it that important? Is, is, is winning that important where you have to uh, – You're asking the wrong guy right there. You have to, you, you have to, right jeopard, you have to you jeopardize heard, you your school, your school's integrity. You, you, you're asking the wrong person. You heard my opinion about it last week. Well, they we ought to throw the book at them. Just think about that. They ought is, to throw the book at them. And, is, is, it, is, is Have we gotten to this point in the, our society the for five where years. I'm it's sorry. so important – to win ball games and stay on top, that you got to cheat to win. Kind of, yeah. it kind of, it kind of leaves a pit in my stomach, and, and it kind of makes me a little. I've Ill never been a Harbaugh fan, and this just this just confirms <laughs> all the all the stuff I don't like about him well, anyway. So anyway, we're up. It, just stay tuned. We're going to keep you posted on what's going on with this scandal, and and Jim Harbaugh just ought to ride off in the sunset in the NFL somewhere. And do this where college students, you know, don't have to worry about their alma mater 
being a bunch of cheaters and low lives just in order to win a damn I'm football sorry. game. If he's going to blatantly break the rules like that, he needs to be drummed out of the game. There you go. Now, he's, a, now he's accusing all the other schools well, yeah. in, in the Big Ten doing deflecting, the exact same deflecting, thing. Deflecting attention. Okay. Kind, of, kind of reminds me of old football coach up there on the hill. Okay, this is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake, Coach Mike. Be right back. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hubs for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. 
You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake in the studio with Coach Mike. It's Thursday, November 9th. Tonight we have Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime Video as reeling Bryce Young, former Heisman Trophy winner uh, from Alabama and rookie quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. They visit Chicago Bears this weekend. Justin Fields is not going to make the start, so Tyler Bajant will be in uh, uh, former Shepherd University uh, All-American superstar quarterback. Uh, who had his big flash in a pan. She- Shepherdstown, West Virginia, I yeah. believe. Is that – or Virginia. I'm, yeah, one of, I'm one not sure. He he had his big, his big splash uh, when he started or came in. And uh, had a really good – and then he figured out what the NFL was really about. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you win some, you lose some. Sometimes he's, now, he's, now he's having to go through and that. And you know what, Tiger? He's having you, to go And You know what he figured out? Power to, power to him. He's a rookie. He's still going to make his mistakes. And, and quite frankly, uh, you know, I think he's a little in over his head, but he's 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 still right. after he's still going after it. He's still you know he's still coming out there with confidence. I think you know power to him. I I, I applaud him in in this, and I applaud the coaches for giving him the chance well, to do we'll it. We'll see what happens. Forced, they've, was, been, they've been forced into it, but there's also that other side. You know, here's that other side for for us and Will Levis is I think Will Levis is a much more talented quarterback okay. than this guy. Okay, but get ready. He's going to have his moments. Absolutely. He's going to have his days. I mean, you know, hey, Peyton, Peyton Manning. You know, was Peyton like Manning 13 went, or something yeah, like he, that. He, for, went, he had a coach. horrible rookie year. He had so, a horrible, absolutely horrible rookie year. And look where he ended up. There you go. Um, now, uh, Tyler Bajant, and then you pronounce his last name like Agent with a B in front of it, played at Shepherd's University. Or, yes, yeah, Shepherd's University. I think that's in Shepherdstown. That's either West Virginia or Virginia. And um, he just set all types of records. And, uh, you know, what I, what he's figuring out, Coach, is in the NFL, 
and pro sports in general, uh, sometimes you're the bug and sometimes you're the windshield. And uh, I think it's a lot more fun to be the windshield than it is the bug, if you know what I'm yeah, saying. So Again, you know, hats off to him for, for getting the you – know, it's not the rags to riches, but it's close. I mean, he's yeah. a small college guy coming out and making it, making it onto the NFL field and have, having a there good go. having a good debut. There you go. And now he's growing into the job. He's finding out these guys are a lot faster. They're a lot bigger than what I've used to playing. And there are plenty of quarterbacks, and we see them this year that started out their rookie season. Things didn't go very well. Uh, they've been moved around, shuffled around a couple of teams here and there, and now. They've kind of had a resurgence in their career. One of those quarterbacks is Geno Smith for the Seattle yeah. for the Seattle Seahawks. That guy, when he was uh, drafted by the New York Jets, he was the initially quintessential journeyman. <laughs> he was terrible. You know, he was terrible. And they and, and he came out, and they all they could do is talk about this guy in the combine and him coming in into the draft and being drafted high by the Jets. He went to the Jets. And was terrible. And then he went from team to team to team as a backup, backup, backup. And then Pete Carroll, they got him up to Seattle. Russell Wilson was injured, I believe. Uh, Geno Smith came in. And somehow the light came on. And Geno Smith is now the starting quarterback and cemented in Seattle. And basically ranked pretty high in your fantasy league uh, on, on list of quarterbacks who to start every weekend. Now. Another quarterback that we all know and love is Josh Dobbs. I mean, he was at Tennessee. Uh, he came – He came. I'm talking about the University of Tennessee, Tennessee. out of yeah. University of Tennessee. Brilliant kid. He was like in uh, aeronautical <laughs> engineering or he something the, crazy like that. He was a literal like rocket scientist. I mean, no joke. <laughs> he was literally a rocket scientist. Um, played for the Vols, did well, was drafted in the NFL, kind of bounced around in the NFL for a while, was at Pittsburgh for a while, started a few games up there when Roethlisberger was, was hurt, um, and then got shipped around to a couple different teams. And you all see what including, happened this past Including the Titans. Including the Titans. And the Titans shipped him off. Uh, and that's Which, kind of a head-scratcher yeah, at this point. Especially and as well as now, he did when he got here. Now, look, <laughs> one battle does not make the war. No, and, and, and I mean him coming in and winning that ball game in Atlanta in, in the style and fashion that he did for Minnesota this past weekend. Hey, everybody's tickled to death and happy for Josh Dobbs. However, this weekend he's – in back in Minnesota, he's had a little bit longer time, to, a full week to spend and practice with his team. Actually, get to um, learn their names. <laughs> and so, and, but they go up a very against a five and four, very tough defense in New Orleans, and uh, you know you'll get tested. We'll see what happens. Um, I think he'll come through the test. That's I think one of the games tested. this weekend that have two teams in the NFL with winning records playing each other. There are two other games this weekend with winning teams playing each other. Five and three, Cleveland is at seven and two, Baltimore. Uh, for a noon start, Baltimore is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, San Francisco, five and three is at 6-2 and two, Jacksonville against Easter Island and uh, and his bunch. And that is a noon kickoff. And I'm going to say that's going to be the best game of the weekend, San Fran at Jacksonville. Very um, easily could be. I that's, mean, you know, 
That uh, you know, and San, two San, teams that are hot. San Francisco, San Francisco, yeah. Brock Purdy coming back down to earth a little bit after riding high and surfing the best waves out there off the left coast. You know, now he's coming back down without without Debo Samuel's in the lineup. A couple of his weapons are are hurt and taken away. Um, but you've got you've got uh, Christian McCaffrey. You got CMC. Yeah. I mean, he's the best running back in the NFL. So, you know, feed him the ball and only make Purdy throw when he absolutely has to. And I guess that's what they're trying to do. And it yeah. just had – it and just that's, hasn't that's, that's, been the form, that's been the formula all along. Right. And, and is, is don't make Purdy be the one carrying okay. the team. So. College football this weekend. If you guys get a, a quick pen and paper out, uh, Ohio State, number one Ohio State hosts Michigan State. Uh, number two Georgia hosts Ole Miss. Going to be a terrific ball game, I think. Uh, Michigan is at Penn State, another top quality, top quality game this weekend. Number four, Florida State host Miami. Miami's getting fourteen there. Mm. Mm. Number five, Washington is hosting number eighteen Utah. That's my upset of the week right there. I'm gonna, I am gonna say Utah beats. Washington this weekend. Oregon hosts USC. Oregon's a 15-point favorite. Number seven, Texas is at TCU. Be careful on that game right there. TCU is getting 10 points at home from Texas. Texas has been had a couple of close games this year. This could be a very another very tight game. Now, a game I'm going to this weekend. We, we're going to take off. Uh, my wife and I are going to take off in the morning. It's number eight is at Kentucky. Uh, Alabama, excuse me, number eight Alabama is at Kentucky. Kentucky is getting 10 points from Alabama. The over-under total is only 47 in that game. I like the over in the Alabama game. Uh, Number 11, Louisville is going to host Virginia. That's tomorrow night. Um, You know, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens with that. Tonight, uh, college football, uh, University of Virginia plus 20 points. Magic 8 ball says take them plus the 20. Southern Miss at the Raging Cajun of Louisiana. Take the Raging Cajuns minus 9.5. One of the worst teams in the country along with Akron is Southern Miss. In Thursday night football night, Carolina and Chicago take the over. Over, I don't know, it's like 38. And, oh, by the way, the over-under on the Iowa-Rutgers game this weekend is 28. (laughs) That is four touchdowns. And, you know, I know they're trying to get it down there low, but I like Rutgers for the upset at Iowa. And I'm going to take the over 28. I'm just not going to go. That's just too long. This has been the Front Port Sports Radio Hour. We're going to be back tomorrow with some more college picks and some more sports information. For Coach Mike, I'm Drake, and we'll talk to you tomorrow, Friday, 4 o'clock.